Hello everybody, hello everyone, welcome to the Thinking Drinkers podcast, where we pick two amazing drinks for you to enjoy and we give you a damn good reason to enjoy them, maybe a little bit tenuous and odd. Talking about odd, welcome Tom, Tom <laughs> Salem, Very good. My, co- my co-worker, my co-host, my work wife and my lover. Hmm. Um, how are you doing? I'm alright, yeah, I'll never be a lover, uh, I can clearly do much better. No, I'm good. Uh, had uh, had a nice evening last night drinking some whiskey with our friend Nadal. We were drinking some Woodford Reserve, weren't we? So, uh, um, where were we drinking it, Tom? We were drinking it in our members' club, in the club. Maybe we should meet our club. It's a lovely club. A lovely club. Nice. Nice. Yeah. 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 Nominated by true middle aged men. It was a ground floor, wasn't it? It was the Groucho uh, in so London's Soho, which does sound a bit uh, wanky, frankly, to talk about yeah. us drinking in the Groucho, but uh, it, it's where we do a residency tasting there. So uh, every other month we have a tasting there. So we we are members there. We've got membership. We've got free complimentary membership in return. And what's great about it is they don't get much money out of us, do they? We made They did yesterday. About, oh, did they? Yeah, because you, you went I before I paid the bill, and it was, oh, really? was it reasonably wrong? steep. Yeah, Was it? Uh, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> we were drinking whiskey in a private well, members' club. Oh, oh yes, yeah. and we had a Goose Island as well. Goose Island IPA. Mm. Yeah. Their yeah. beers. Could, I reckon they, I mean, that's a decent one, but their beer selection is not brilliant, is it? It's not, but they are addressing that, aren't they? The Mark yeah. Hicks, the famous Mark Hicks, has just taken over as the food and drinks uh, director, so I think you'll see a, a few new interesting drinks appearing on their menu yeah. um but yeah so i'm feeling a little bit Fragile. sleepy sleepy uh today not hungover because of course we always drink less but drink, drink better, better don't we bet so it's another week tom um it's another week it um and we've got two drinks to drink and two drinks to talk about so let us gather around the campfire of enlightenment and dip our marshmallows of information into the flames of uh, something or other. I don't know, yeah. Let's go yeah. and look inside the gooey centre of yeah. those marshmallows. And that's, that's quite a, an appropriate metaphor, Ben, because one of the dates we're going to be looking at is Bonfire Night. Because, well, of course, it's the 5th of November coming up this weekend, and remember, everyone I'm Remember, sure, the 5th of November. Mm, nice, good rhyme. Uh, they, I'm sure that everyone who's listening will be subjected to, if not enjoying, some fireworks. So we'll get on to that, but let's start with yours, because yours is a little more left field, isn't it? A bit more irreverent. We are fast-forwarding four days to the 9th of November. In 1903, Harry Houdini, the escapologist, did what escapologists do. He escaped from a military prison uh, in which Oliver Cromwell held his prisoners. Um, And that was one of the things Harry Houdini did. Was what he we toured the country. It was basically a novelty act, a bit like us, Tom. Go around, the, go around the country, bringing joy to the massives, um, escaping situations, escaping real life, <laughs> uh, and getting himself in locked up into situations that he'd rather not be in. Um, but no, he was um, he was an escapologist. He didn't do any like card tricks or anything. He was he he was a man who could uh, bend himself in ways that most people couldn't. And um, uh, one of his famous tricks was uh, putting, submerging himself in a milk churn 
he his, 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 so it's, it's called the milk churn escape trick which he Jesus which I mean is, come on I mean, I know. Harry come, you could come up with a better name for it couldn't you but I mean as we've known you've got to hit these people over the head haven't you these theatre audiences what is it what's your show about yeah. it's, a, it's a pub quiz it's got you drink but is it comedy well it's not really comedy is it is it cabaret no it's not well, cabaret it, look just come yeah if we tell you what it is then Anyway. To be fair to our audiences, I, I love I think our audiences. I do but... love our audiences, and it, and it is safe to say that after the first ten minutes, people really are wondering what the fuck's going on when we've come out as monkeys and turned into Adam and Eve, and we've got a snake yeah. and we're eating an apple. It is a bit odd. Uh, I don't believe Harry Houdini ever started his acts in a monkey no, suit. No, no, no. I don't think he dressed no. up as a monkey. Okay. Um, no. His loss. No, I mean that's where that's why I didn't get the crowds. <laughs> um, Anyway, he, he uh, so what he would do is he'd get submerged in a milk churn, the milk would rise, uh, the, lid, the lid would be put on, he would be all strapped up in, in like handcuffs and chains and everything, and then he'd escape. Um, I'm not going to tell you how he escaped, because when I was researching this, I've just, I found out. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, there's a There's a special, there is a, it, it, it. It, well, it's not really magic. He just could get out of it. He can just do it. But it was but the magic other people was, can't, so it is worth... But um, the, the, whole, the whole point of the illusion was the fact that he was submerged for a long time, right? So yeah, it seemed yeah. like he the, should the have suffocated. That, yeah, but he did, he would... And the crowds used to get be whipped up into a sort of fervour because they thought he was basically dying in there. And quite often the crowds would, would rush the stays and try and get him out of there. But um, and I won't spoil the trick. I, mean, I know he's dead, so it's not like he's you're not going to see him do this. But still, I think as part as a member of the Magic Circle, Tom, I'm I'm not obliged to tell you how he does it. No. Okay. Fair enough. I'll ask Tom Brace, our friend, who's an actual yeah. magician. Yeah. And he can tell me. Yeah, he's a very good magician. Anyway, um, so he used to be submerged in his milk churn, and then he'd wriggle himself out of it, and it da da, all that kind of stuff. Um, but he would travel around the country doing this trick and before he arrived at the theatre quite often to drum up publicity he publicity <laughs> drum up publicity he would go into like local police stations or prisons and get locked in there and then escape and it was all part of the the pre-show um excitement <sighs> but this but then he was approached by the tetley's brewery joshua tetley who was the owner of the brewery in in Leeds, and said, "Well, come and do the um, come and do the milk churn trick, but instead of having milk in it, we'll put our beer in there for a bit of publicity and a bit of sponsorship." So uh, he did. But what Houdini didn't realise is that the in the case of the beer, it was cask ale. So the fermentation process meant the yeast in the beer expelled CO two into the gap at the top of the. Uh, the urn where he'd normally breathe so you are this, telling us how he did the trick well, no there, no well that's just that's, a part of it well that's the most important part let's yeah be i mean obviously he, yeah he he had a place to breathe he had a tiny little air pocket <laughs> uh, <Dutch> oven. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah it was filled, but the air pocket with, that he was using to breathe using to breathe was was filled filled up with um co2 yeah. uh not oxygen which is bad news Mm. Um, and he and he started to panic, and he, he and he pretty much passed out and had to be uh, yanked out of the uh, the churn with the beer in. Oh, 
So he did survive, but he was a teetotaler, Tom. Mm. And if he had been uh, a drinker, if he'd enjoyed Tetley's beer rather than Tetley's tea, he mm. would have known about the side effect of uh, yeast eating um, sugar, mm. expelling CO2, and he would have um, known that was going to happen. But, yeah. So the fact that he was a teetotaler nearly killed him. Well, there we go. Evidence, yeah. listeners, that you should always Drinking enjoy a drink. is good for you. Responsibly. Yeah. But he was quite um, a character, Houdini. He was, um, he hated, well, he hated um, clairvoyance because at the time there was a sort of friction between uh, what he did for a living, sort of physical escapology acts, and then the sort of um, spiritual clairvoyance, sort of Ouija board stuff mm. um, was the other thing, and he hated all that. Well, that's uh, that. I mean, uh, from my reading around the subject uh, uh, in advance of our podcast, Ben, mm-hmm. he told his wife that he would come back and talk to her after his death, and she waited for ten years, having a séance for him every year, uh, expecting yeah. him to to actually talk to didn't. him from the other side. But and you know what? He never did. He, as well as using a Ouija board and all that kind of carry on, she also used something called a spirit trumpet. <laughs> Back to that Which Dutch it, oven there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and a spirit trumpet is essentially, it's like, you know those ear trumpets <laughs> that, that um, the woman in LOLO or whatever had? Um, that it was one of those, but it would, apparently you could hear the people in the afterlife more loudly if you used it. But I oh, thought yeah. that's quite a good um, name for a cocktail. cocktail. Yeah, that is a good name for I'd a like cocktail. Spirit trumpets, please. He died, we're quite close to Halloween, actually, when we're recording this, of course, and he Ooh. died on Halloween. Uh, but apparently on Halloween now, every every year, they have um, a seance to see if he does come back. So they do it at the Houdini mm. Museum, and he still hasn't managed. But you know how he died? Well, yes, actually, got... there, there was a rumour that the, spiritual, the spiritualists poisoned oh, yeah. him. Yeah. which uh, they got so cheesed off with his antics that they actually poisoned him. But the, the other rumour was that the week before he'd been in Montreal performing and uh, boasting in his changing room about how hard he was and that. Yeah. And some, some young lad came up to him and said, I heard that you've got rock-solid abs and I can yeah, just abs. punch you and you, you won't flinch. And he said, yeah, of course I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, but then this little whippersnapper uh, clocked him one in the guts without telling him. <laughs> and so he yeah. wasn't prepared. And apparently that ruptured his appendix, yeah. which he lived with for another week. So that's pretty grim, isn't it? I mean, Yeah. I mean, to be killed by a punch in yeah. the tummy. He wasn't very old either. Was he not? No, I think 52, something like that. That is a waste, isn't it? Crikey. Yeah. But, I mean, how long, as we've discussed, Tom, how long can you keep going through touring around theatres? <laughs> well, <laughs> well I mean, that's, a pun, that's a kick in it. Once you've, once you've bounced around from Swindon to Selby and Barnsley, Bristol and Brighton, yeah, Christ knows, Ben, there's a limit to every man's appetite for that sort of carry-on. <laughs> <laughs> Not just ours, but our oranges. No, we're putting it down, man. It's a great show. Oh, we love what, it. Houdini's? <laughs> no, I'll show. I don't think yeah, we're going to be in Houdini. Bristol. We're going to be in Bristol. Bristol. Where else are we going? Uh, we're going to Wickham. 
No, I wasn't putting the show down. I was just oh, saying, right. you know, it, it's just, it just must be exhausting trying to get out of yeah. milk churns if you're doing a tour like ours. And then, once I mean, you do get out of one, someone comes and punches you. <laughs> punches you in the guts without telling yeah. you they're going to do it and got spiritualists trying to poison you. I mean, it's, yeah, I can see why at 52 it was probably a bit. I mean, it's a bit out. much getting killed by a spiritualist because the whole point is that you're. According to them, you're still around. Yeah. Killing someone doesn't actually make any difference because you'll be like, all right. Seems a pretty dodgy yeah, gamble, I don't, th- I don't really. think that was... He had mm. some beef with Conan Doyle, didn't he, as well? Um, the... Which I started reading about and then gave up. To be oh, honest, right. Because it was okay. quite long. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> If you if you subscribe to this pod, know that we've put in the hard yards. <laughs> no, I've <laughs> really? just, just we've just distilled. See what I've done there. All yeah, the nice. salient points. Yeah, so this story is definitely fermenting. I will yeah. say that <laughs> when we reach the point of our our bants where we couldn't be bothered to read the book, I think that's probably time to tell yeah, us what the to, drink is. Oh what yes, we, well, it's what are we drinking? Teddy's is a classic. Uh, the archetypal iconic bitter. Um, once the beer of Leeds, um, no longer brewed in Leeds, but um, it's in a, you know it's a iconic beer, and um, they re-released the sort of bottle condition version with the it's um, it's kind of uh, it's it's unique double yeast strain, mm. and then Tetley's number three. That's a, that's a nice beer. Um, yeah, it's a classic. Um, mm. and obviously, it doesn't get the attention it probably deserves amongst all these craft beer whippersnappers. But you go up to Yorkshire and you st- and 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 it's still got a big presence, um, mm. and it's it's a decent one. It's, it's perfect. Nothing wrong with Tetley's. It's nice. It's one of those, you know, iconic ales, um, and the fact that the yeast. Just to go back to the yeast because there's nothing more I like. Nothing <laughs> I like more Tom than talking about yeast. Uh, that's how I got all the ladies when I was single. Um, and but it used to be called. Um, because no one knew before microscopes and that, mm. no one knew what was turning this sort of grainy sludge in, into an alcoholic beer-like beverage. Um, so, so it was called God is Good. They thought it was the work of a higher being, oh, a spiritual. So, being. In, in, in they thought they christened it God is Good, and those people who oversaw the this this conversion from grain and water into into a liquid or substance that made everyone feel a bit better about life, that the people that oversaw that were sort of seen as um, magicians. So there is a link between yeah. and magic in a, in, in, a, in, a, in a way. We'll return to magicians on another date. Um, there's a famous... In, in, in our book, in fact, if, if people don't own the Thinking Drinker's Almanac, you can mm. find the, the date where David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear. Which, uh, which was a fantastic magical feat. It's still there though, and um, I don't think he actually made it disappear. No. So not quite as impressive as actually trying to get out of things where people can see you and say, "Oh, he did. He didn't get out of that, but he did get out of that." So that's that's more real magic, I think. Well, as the I mean, the magic is sort of the 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 realms of magic of veered into like. David Blaine in that box. Just yeah. I mean, never I've been prouder to be British than when he got <laughs> pelted with like 
thought it would like eggs and um, people flying little helicopters up and um, if only someone could have reached up to draw a cock on the box that would have been the the, the final the final fingers up at you Blaine get out of that box you bellend talking of bellends um, uh, bonfire night the 5th of November let's move on to mine Uh, specifically the date we'd recognise is 1605 or the gunpowder plot, but it's it's it is indeed enjoyed every year, and sometimes with bell ends putting bangers up their bottoms, um, and other similar pyrotechnic delights. Yeah. Uh, What's your favourite firework? I, I think just a standard rocket. I'm I'm a big yeah, fan of something you. that I'm not a big fan of the bangers, and I can no. understand why. It, they upset cats and dogs and small children. They just seem an aggressive, short-lived yeah. explosion. That but they also really... spoil the rest of the firework because quite often you'll see a fire going up and you're going, "That looks nice." But if there's if there's a like a really big bang here, mm. that's going to be disappointing. Yeah, I'm not a fan of bangers. I like the rockets. The Catherine wheel's all right, but it never I, works though. You've got, you've yeah. got to get that. You've got to get the uh, traje- trajectory right, the angle yeah. right. And someone's always got to go back to that, which is a yeah. very, very never traumatic moment. Never go back. Don't go back to, Don't go back to that. Um, Don't go back to a lit firework. Best firework. Talking of firework incidents, the best firework display I ever went to was at my friend Steve Pearman's house mm-hmm. when we were kids. And his dad, who's sadly no longer with us, Jim, a legend, Jim, who um, he he was he was overseeing the fireworks, and one of the rockets he lit <laughs> toppled over and uh, came straight through the the, the French door uh, of their That's house, the French door with the French windows, and into the living room area where we were all stood, all the children were stood. So oh, um, it was. Very exciting, <laughs> if, a, if a little dangerous. Uh, no God. one died. No one died. So, yes, 1605 was the, the, the occasion that, that we all recognise every year of, on the 5th of November, and it was Guy Fawkes, as we know, who tried to destroy the Houses of Parliament, which yeah. seems quite... Apt at the moment, doesn't it? Not that I'm saying I would no, don't, want no, to no, we're kill not saying people. Bomb anyone. Terrorism do is definitely bad, bad, but uh, but it's it's interesting that we're all a little bit frustrated, whatever your political persuasion, right yeah, now with what's not been really going functioned on. in the way it should have done in the past. Few no, years. I think a few of us have thought at some point it would be nice to blow those fuckers up, um, <laughs> <laughs> just start again, and that was really what Guy Fawkes's whole beef was he wanted a, he wanted an entirely different religious perspective for the country yeah. he wasn't happy with church of england and he wanted to return to catholicism so he was trying to knock off the uh, the king and get a, a new monarchy in place but he's always he's always held up and indeed put on the fire uh, uh, each year but he was only one of 13 men and he really he wasn't even the ringleader that was a guy called robert catesby and Really, Guy Fawkes, the reason he was there was because he was good with explosives, which he'd learnt about when he fought as a soldier. What should, it, what should it Guy Fawkes Knight be called, Robert? Well, I mean, he was the man who was, who was tasked with blowing everything up. Oh, I see. So the, 
he went to the the actual gunpowder store under under Parliament, where he was he was tasked with setting it on light a light was actually all damp. So there was a theory that even if he'd managed to light it, he we wouldn't have gone up anyway. But he was betrayed. All thirteen men were betrayed. Someone got wind of the story and told and grasped them up to the authorities. So um, so they never got as far as trying to light it. But it was all uh, all engineered the whole plan in a pub. In yes. in Northamptonshire, which the is evidence again. The old coach house, is it? Yeah, the old coach house in Ashby St Ledgers, which is sort of between Northampton and Rugby. And I don't know if it's still there. It used to be a Charles Wells, Charlie Wells pub, uh, but I think they sold it to someone else. And I don't think it's still operational, at least it wasn't last time we were in that neck of the woods when we were doing the Royal Derngate. Yeah. Uh, but even so, the fact is the plan was cooked up in a pub, evidence again that all the best ideas are discussed and engineered in, in pubs. So that's where they came up with the idea, and uh, Guy Fawkes was the one that, because he'd, fought, he'd actually fought for the Spanish against the Dutch, he didn't fight for the English, uh, and he called himself Guido because of that, instead Guido of Guy. Fawkes. Yeah, and when he signed his um, confession letter after... Mm -hmm intense torture uh, in the Tower of London, he put Guido Fawkes rather than Guy Fawkes, who has considered himself a bit of a, a Spanish rebel. Um, and, yeah, so he was caught and was put to death because it's treason. And treason, as we all know, is uh, it's pretty bad. Um, we've got a Royal Mail van, haven't we, Ben? Yeah. That we use for our touring. And when we found in there a skeleton key, we discovered we had... The old Royal Mail key that could open any letterbox. Still got it, mate. Still, We've still got, got it. it. Yeah. Never tried it because Never. that is well, yes, because it opens. It's supposed to open every um, postbox in the UK, isn't it? Yeah. But what's the if you opened it, but then didn't take anything from it? Is that still treason? Uh, well, I think you're still technically interfering with her royal majesty or his royal majesty now sorry folks his royal majesty's mail so yeah it is treason be if i well, i'm interfering with the uh, king charles's little slot <laughs> yes yes uh, you are <laughs> so that's treason and terrorism we've covered <laughs> off yeah uh, i mean if the authorities are listening to this well, please. We haven't done. We haven't done that. No. But so, what we did think of doing is, if we were to use it, <laughs> we do what? Well, this is quite apt. We'd, oh, well, we put you in there. Well, <laughs> it and was lock it. I think and it was then gonna, when uh, someone puts a letter in, you just throw it back out again. It would be. I think at the which time, which is a bit like Harry Houdini. Yeah, but we were talking, that would also have been talking a good about trick, wouldn't it? I think we would have put a child in there. It wouldn't have been one of us. We would no, never no. fit. So I think at the time we engineered our our great plan, our equivalent of the, the gunpowder plot, we were talking about putting my two-year-old, then two-year-old son Joseph in there. Um, but then, I imagine there's some... I don't think that's allowed either. No. <laughs> reason, <just> <laughs> we need to get to a pub to really work on this plan <laughs> so that we can come up with something a bit better. But if you think, look, I mean, it's brought us seamlessly. You've got... Uh, your son locked mm. in a post box. You've got Harry Houdini mm. locked in a milk churn. Mm. And I do 
Am I right in saying that Guy Fawkes was found hiding in a barrel? Yeah. When he was arrested. Yeah. So that's really what we. I mean, the, 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 it's a seamless link. Firstly, but secondly, instead of letting off the fireworks, which didn't actually happen, obviously because there were no hmm. nothing. We should just spend if we're going to be true to the, to true to the story and tradition, we should just spend Friday night hiding in a barrel. <laughs> yeah, um, it, 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 rather it, it, than on stage in Wickham, which is where we will be. <laughs> uh, well, well, yes, you say that, but the, the firelighting tradition was in honour of the fact that they failed. So it's a quite a, quite an ironic thing to let off loads of fireworks and explosive devices when the man actually failed. But the following year, it was decreed that everyone by law should light a bonfire to celebrate the the king and his his survival. Uh, Guy oh, Fawkes really? was, but yeah. That, but then, but then, I imagine that is a time of year where you want to have a bonfire as well, because you're getting yeah. Well, it's quite a nice yeah. Leaves, so yeah. It's, it's still quite a weird one, isn't it? It's, it's to think you're celebrating an attempt to destroy something, but the, the king saw it the other way round, and he saw it as an act of defiance that all the fires were lit in in honour of the fact that he survived. But Guy Fawkes himself was sentenced to be hung drawn and quartered which obviously sounds pretty terrifying doesn't it yeah, which bad, is why yeah. he he threw himself off the the platform the gallows and broke his neck instead of facing that um really that's too cool. yeah that's pretty nice isn't it nice uh, uh, meanwhile catesby was gunned down in a, in a massive gunfight when they came to try and arrest him so that was his fate so there you go, folks. Don't try and... Don't do it. Well, if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. And then don't get caught. As ever, don't get caught. That's a secret. Yeah. To any crime. Yeah. Uh, so what would you drink? Well, the drink we recommended for this would be a beer from the area of Northamptonshire, I think. The Three Hills Brewing over there in Northamptonshire makes some really interesting experimental beers lots of big hoppy beers experimental lager style beers as well so you could try something from the manor from where Catesby was engineering his plan in that pub but we've already had a beer in Tetley's so yeah. I would suggest maybe if you want to drink on bonfire night you have a mulled cider because this is a nice time of year the harvest for the cider is just uh, taken place so all the apples have come in it's kind of a, a cider a warm cider seems like a nice drink to be having in the in the brisk yeah. evening of a bonfire night doesn't it ben and um we can make available our own personal recipe for a, a mulled cider if pod listeners would like that we can, all you have to do is email info at thinkingdrinkers.com because talking through a res recipe here Oh, put it, no, what I'll do, Tom, I'll just put it on the uh, little information. Oh, bit yeah, put it on the information. Do that. That's put a good it, idea. I'll do that. And I've been doing that every week. It's almost like you haven't looked. I've been doing a lot of work. Uh, yeah, a bit. It's gone on notice. <laughs> I don't like to read Dickhead. podcasts. I listen um, to them. So, but the Three, yeah. Hills Brewery, Three Hills Brewery also do a triple hopped gin mm. with a picture of a kind of goat thing on it. <laughs> Well, the it's all to do with the the apparently the uh, Neolithic tombs, the three hills that are yeah. are in the area, which I didn't know. Northamptonshire is quite 
well, it's not famous because I didn't know, but it's got <laughs> it's got uh, some quite. Are you going to say it's famous for hills? <laughs> Famous <laughs> for having a oh, few hills, yeah, three the old of, hills of Northamptonshire, yeah. <laughs> rolling yeah. dales of Northamptonshire. <laughs> it's also home no, to Carlsberg as well. It is, yeah. Oh, um, Carlsberg's breed there as well. Yeah, so you can have that. Yeah, there you go. I'd have a malt. I'd have a malt cider. Recipe will be on there, and uh, that's a lovely drink to have while you're holding a sparkler. Yeah, as soon as it's finished, put it down. Put Don't it down, touch the hot just end. lob it. <laughs> just get rid of it. There we go. What's stressful is, 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 as a as dad's bonfire night, I find it the 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 scope for disaster is um, is a bit high in my liking, yeah. especially as yeah. my kids love a trip to A and E. Frequent so frequenters. That's our other members club <laughs> that we frequent. <laughs> the truth not as good. Such fact, a rest. Yeah, just a little shout out to Ealing um, Hospital. Their um, their vending machine hasn't worked for the last two years. Mm. It's a metaphor for the NHS at the moment. <clears throat> yeah, they need to take a leaf out of uh, Premier Inn's books because, yeah. as we found on our expenses when we went through our accounts, we have kept those machines wow. alive in Premier Inn <laughs> for some reason, even after yep. a, a massive dinner. We, we still go back to our Premier Inn post-show and have a Twix and a barbecue hula hoops. Yeah, twirl. Twirl. Yeah, twirl, great days. <clears throat> Goes well with Tetley's beer, doesn't it? Right. Um, and we'll be, we'll be enjoying the delights of Premier Inn Hotels uh, in Bristol when we are in Bristol. So that date is coming up in a, in a few weeks. We are on stage in Wickham on Friday night. And yeah. following that, we're at the Hogsback Brewery. In fact, Hogsback doing... Brewery in Farnham. Yeah. On the 11th. Worcester. Worcester. Come to yeah. Worcester. Mm. Who's not been to Worcester? Me. Come. It's going to be good. Uh, that's on the 12th. Um, and that's a 7.30 kickoff. So that means we're out by 10 on the Razzle Dazzle yeah. in Worcester. Mm. Um, and then, yeah. then we're going overseas to the Isle of Wight on the 2nd of December mm. before wrapping up 2022 with a trip to Bilston in Wolverhampton. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's the World well, Cup, Tom. The World Cup is coming. And all of this, there's going to be some fantastic football to be watching. Um, yeah. When's Bristol? Bristol's the 18th. The 18th. Hen and Chickens in Bristol. That's yeah, selling well. well. So if people do want to come to that, I'd get in quick. It, it, we've done the pub quiz show in Bristol, but people said they wanted us to come back. So we're going back yeah. with the pub quiz show there. But that is going to sell out. So if you do want to go to Bristol, uh, I think there are tickets left in Worcester, though. So um, yeah. if you are listening in the Worcester environment. Support your pubs. Yeah, come and see us. Support your drinks-based irreverent comedy entertainers, please. Yeah. Uh, so that's going on. And if anyone's looking for Christmas gifts as we get into the gifting season, then why not buy a subscription to our members club? Because well, what does that entail, Tom? Well, we will send each month three sixty no, not mil. One, not two. Not three. three. Un de trois. 60 mil measures of a lovely spirit direct through your door and then you'll get access to a members online magazine 
with lots of information and interviews and all sorts of video stuff about those drinks. And then, on a specific date each month, which you will be alerted to, you can join us on a virtual tasting of said three drinks, sometimes with some guests, sometimes just me and Ben, if we're looking for an intimate evening with just the two of us. So you can join in on that, and it's, um, it's proved to be... A huge success. I don't, I don't think we give ourselves off. a big pass on the back. We were at the uh, White Peaks Distillery and uh, on location with the distillers there, and it was fascinating. And we were, tra- we were tasting with our members exclusive stuff that had just been released on that day, small batch. Uh, so the, the club is good fun, and we love the people who come and join us on those yeah. tastings. So that could That's be good. you. It's really good. It's too good value. I'm, I mean, I'm not... That is, it, it sounds like... Uh, Slow. It is. We mm. we've massive, massively um, miss. Uh, uh, what's the word? Well, we've not done the numbers. We've we're, done, we're, yeah, we're screwing I mean, ourselves. Uh, it's been a mistake. See, I'm as bad as numbers as I am with words. But <laughs> yes. ma- we've massively misjudged. That's the word. Misjudged. Yeah. Uh, how much money we should make from it, and how much money it costs. Yeah. And and now we just throwing all the cards in the air and just sort of sod it. Let's just carry on. Yeah. Um, so uh, get in while you can, because we yeah. probably can't afford to do it for another, beyond the next year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's that. So buy one of those um, and join us. Uh, thank you for listening again. Yeah. Thank you for choosing our podcast. We do Thanks, love guys. you. Please tell everyone about it. Um, like, just stop strangers and tell them about where a, where a sandwich board if you can. Just tell as many people as you can. Get them involved. To what end, Tom? To what end? <laughs> More people listen, then what happens then? Well, we have to keep doing it, I suppose. But um, Don't tell people about it. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's a, it's a viper's nest of <laughs> nonsense. Uh, let, let, just, just, just whisper it to a few people. We could do it with a few more listeners. Maybe. Yeah, but not too yeah. many. Not too many. Can't okay. take pressure. Well, that's been a good one, Ben. I've enjoyed yeah. those. Okay. Uh, thanks, mate. Love you. Love everyone okay. listening. Bye. Look after yourselves. Take it easy. And do not go back to a firework. Bye. Bye. Drink this, drink better. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.